Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us today. Before we get into this awesome interview that we had today, make sure you head down to the show notes. We've got a lot of great links, a lot of good references. All the stuff from the podcast today will be down there also in the YouTube channel as well. If you're following along there, make sure you follow and subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us reviews. Do it all. Yeah, well, you know, we, we super we appreciate sure, it. We super appreciate it. Today we had a great interview with uh, Justin and Caroline Shell. Yeah, husband and wife who are really tag teaming homeschool. You know, we often will will interview, you know, we we have so far just interviewed moms. This is our first dad on the show, which has been really fun. Bring it unicorns. <laughs> We're and, here. You know, we have moms who talk about, oh, you know, I uh, I do some of this and then my husband does pieces of this and they talk about the juggle. What was really great is that Caroline and Justin have such a partnership. They really are, you know, equally putting in time with their kids and 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 it, it, it's they're really tag teaming this homeschool uh, well, well, over they show how you can I mean, do it she's just really cool she's a physician that has kind of a late schedule he's an engineer working from a distance i mean it's it's a very complex homeschooling environment right. and I, I think it's i think it's a great example of you know homeschooling can work in all different circumstances and all different scenarios mm-hmm. and i think they really show that what normally would probably be, a, you know, a challenge for a lot of people, they're able to make it work. They, they're, they're, as you said, they're tag teaming together. Mm-hmm. They're working together as a team, and I really like to see that because I think if, you know, it's nice to have a stay-at-home parent. It's nice to have somebody like me here doing all the work and being so awesome as I am. <laughs> but you know, you know, sometimes you know, there's different scenarios. There's different family, you know, circumstances. There's different working experiences. Yeah, and, and, two and people working part-time. While it's nice to have somebody home, somebody home, these guys are actually able to make it work while they're both working and, you know, having their career and they're able to do their homeschooling. Their yeah. children are young. Um, they're dealing with three children, very tightly packed. Three children under five. Under five. And and they're they're managing to juggle and homeschool together. And they have a third person. They have a nanny for part of the time that yeah. is also taking on some of the homeschool effort. I think they're really showing that um, you you can adapt and make it flexible. The flexibility of homeschooling is kind of the saving grace in yeah. this case, and that and that it can adapt to a very fluid yeah. schedule. And and everyone is taking their turn. I felt like this was the interview where it's was a. To, to me, this was the It Takes a Village interview. Oh, yeah. Right? Where everybody Flexi- comes in. I think the flexibility comes in is the and key helps, on this though, one, yeah. right? Like, you're not in this by yourself. Your spouse is there, even if your spouse puts in uh, the time that they can and you have some outside help. And for them, they have a nanny, but maybe you have grandma or somebody else that can come in That's and step in and take par- part of the time. I just I think it showed a really great. Um, dynamic and something different that we haven't seen in an interview. So anyway, this was a long one. We had a great time talking with Justin and Caroline. And we're going to be following up with some curriculum reviews uh, in the near future as well. Right. They they are doing two specific curriculums. Um, we asked them about what they're doing normally, but we, mm-hmm. they have a little bit more of an in-depth interview, and that will be coming out in maybe a month or so. Right. We'll have that. And with all this, with Justin and Caroline working full-time and juggling their schedules, Justin has also managed to uh, create a website for oh, homeschoolers yes. to connect with one another and to connect with things within their community that they can do, which is super awesome. We talk all about it in the podcast, and you can find a link to it in the show notes too. Uh, but this is a great interview. So without further ado, Justin and Caroline. Justin and Caroline, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. 
So uh, you're our first husband and wife team. We're mm-hmm. excited to to like uh, this is this is like a this is like a double date. <laughs> so, yes. We're excited it's a to have match, you both. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Zoom date. It's, nice. <laughs> it's a Zoom date. So can you give us some background on you and your kiddos and and why homeschooling for for you and your family? Um, sure. So we are not high school sweethearts. So we didn't meet in high school. Um, so we've been together for, I think, I don't even, I don't let my date us too much. I, over 15 years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, at, we're at 17 this year. So yeah. But we uh, dated through college. We just somehow dated me through most of medical school and we, um, ended up back home in, in Maryland for my residency. Justin was working with a company down in Florida remotely up here with us, with, with living with me. And shortly after we lived together for a little while, we ended up getting married. Um, shortly thereafter, we had our first kiddo and then two years later, another one, and then two years later, another one. And uh, the rest is history. So we've got three young kids, four, two, and nine months. And it's, it's pretty wild. It's a, it's, it's, it's they keep us busy. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I, I think starting with, with our oldest, um, we were living in Baltimore city, which is not known for its public school system. Mm-hmm. And we started pretty early on considering our options, public versus private versus alternative education. And we always tossed in homeschooling there as like a, as like a distant fourth, maybe. And, and I think I was very open to pretty much all the ideas. I don't think I had my heart set on anything specifically, but in, in the background of all of that, Justin was working, um, his, his background is in uh, naval architecture, marine engineering. So that's his background. <laughs> and yep. he um, he always had, had an eye, even when we were dating, he always talked about wanting to own his own company or get into entrepreneurship or do, do, do something, you know, out, mm-hmm. outside of, outside of, you know, quote unquote, just have a job. And, and that's, that's always kind of been, been something that he's, he's leaned toward. And there was a, he was on a business problem with authority. I don't know. (laughs) know, Maybe maybe that's it. I was, I was wanting to do my own thing, but yeah. Something like that. And he, he was out on a business trip in like Seattle and I was home. I I think I was pregnant with our second and he called me, Uh, he was on this, like he was driving and he he had like a two hour drive to get somewhere he called me and was like, I have an idea for a company and, and this is what I want to do. And he, and he just, he just started talking and it was, it was, it was not specifically homeschooling, but it was kind of an alternative education idea. That idea has since evolved um, dramatically, which we can talk about later. But, but all of a sudden I was like, oh, I, I think, I think we're homeschooling. Like, I think, I think that's what he's trying to say is that, is that, is that we're, we're going to homeschool. And, and I, and I, like I said, I always kind of thought of it as like a distant fourth option. And then I, when I realized how enthusiastic he was about it, um, I started looking more into it and um, and gained a lot of enthusiasm and and felt like with the the value system in our family and the direction of of life that our family has and the the um, you know kind of our hopes and dreams and whatnot for our for our children on our relationship with our children and what we want to look like as a family unit, it just all kind of fell into alignment and really made a lot of sense. And I think we've been planning to homeschool for the last two and a half years or so, but I think this, this last year, calendar year, has been um, the first year we really made that a reality. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because when I had that original conversation with her, I didn't realize that I was pushing homeschooling, uh, but that was probably because I didn't really understand what homeschooling was or what it could be, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of learning that had happened from, from that point to this one, um, and I was coming at it you know, basically education and, and how, how people learn and, um, and that whole process just became kind of a, um, something that I was very curious about and, and really started to delve deep into. So I was, I was coming at it more from a, from a first principles standpoint and, you know, saying, hey, you know, what do we want our kids' education to look like and, and how can we help to provide that for them? And, you know, that was what the original idea was. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, like Caroline said, it's, it's changed quite a bit since then, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, eventually it was like, okay, people are already doing a lot of these things and, and they call this homeschooling. Uh, so I guess we are homeschooling. So that's, that's kind of how it came about. So, so you've gone kind of on this like two and a half year arc of like learning about homeschooling. What, what, 
where did you start learning? What were the first things you researched? Um, you know, how did you evolve into where you are now? Yeah, I think uh, I think it was more from the um, alternative education space. Okay. Um, just saying, you know, what else is out there? Uh, what a different um, what do different education systems look like in different countries? What do um, you know other private models, um, other educational philosophies? I didn't know there were more than one educational philosophy when I started. Um, I was, I thought it was like, you know, go learn stuff. Uh, no. sure. yeah, uh, my, my philosophy is to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And then, did, so did, did you guys slowly settle on like a, something that like interests you specifically? I don't know. Like, did, were you not really? Mon I, yeah. Montessori, uh, Charlotte Mason, something of that nature. I think, I think we've both, um, individually and together kind of looked into a couple different educational philosophies and, and I think we've, um, you know, I think, I think we kind of come at it from a very eclectic standpoint. We can kind of pick and choose the parts that kind of resonate with us and kind of fit yeah. with, fit with what fits in our, in our day-to-day -day right now. Um, I, I think we're obviously very early in our, in our journey. And I think, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we may end up committing to one philosophy over another or, or leaning more heavily toward one over another. But right now, I mean, we've, I've read, I've read a book or two on Charlotte Mason. I think we've, sure. I've read a little bit about Montessori. I've, my, we, we currently have a, a nanny that is with us a couple of days a week and um, mm -hmm. she's very into Waldorf. So I've gotten, I've gotten a little yep. bit into the, the Waldorf education style um, with her. So we definitely have a, a nice little smattering of, of options to choose from depending on our, our vibe that day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we probably have 20% time for unschooling, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of like, you know just, yeah. just kind of put them all together. No, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, when we, we interview a lot of younger um, homeschooling parents, like ourselves are, you know, we're totally included. We're, we're totally included in that. And we, we see the eclectic model as kind of that first thing that people, you know, gravitate towards because they really don't know what, you know, they don't know how they're going to like homeschooling. They don't know what it's going to be like. And they kind of put together something and they kind of like arc in a certain direction. I think you haven't based figured on your out learner, yet. Yeah, based you on know, your learner style. What, what, your, what your kid's style is and, and what they have, mm -hmm. and what they enjoy doing too. Sometimes like, oh, they're more this kind of style, but they really like workbooks, you know, or yeah. I, I think we have to try on a lot of hats yeah. uh, to find the yeah. one that fits us right. And some days, like you say, some days uh, something else is, is the right thing. Mm -hmm. Even if uh, most, you know, most of the time we love to read to our kids, our kids are huge book kids, mm -hmm. but sometimes they're just like, they need outside, they need nature, and yeah, right. we can't do anything with books that day. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, yeah. So, so for you guys, let's let's like kind of walk through a day. Like, what does it look like? Who does the homeschooling? Do you guys share duties? What does it look like for you guys? Right now, I work. I work nights, so I work three nights a week. Um, I'm a hospitalist, and then um, we, like I mentioned earlier, we have a nanny that helps out three days a week. Mm -hmm. um, and then Justin works definitely works the days that the nanny is here. So at least three days. And then usually I try to tackle, you know, one day if I'm not pre or post working. And so he's usually working those days, but with, with some level of flexibility in that as well. So there's, we are fortunate that there's a lot of flexibility in our schedules, but also normal, no normalcy. To there's the, yeah, yeah, there's so. very, there's very little, there's very little typical days. Um, okay. It's, it's uh, every, every day's, kind of kind of I mean every every week we kind of sit down and say like okay Monday's gonna look like this Tuesday's gonna look like this not necessarily with like curriculum based stuff but just with like who's gonna have the kids when and where and you know what other obligations do we have that day um we definitely have a a flow to our days um and that sticks um you know that that kind of helps to I guess helps to help helps the kids with kind of what to expect is happening next kind of throughout the day but also, but also just, you know, we, I know that if somebody's taking over, if, I, if I'm passing the kids off to Justin around one o'clock, he kind of knows what our morning probably looked like a little bit. And if the nanny's with them that day, she kind of keeps with the same flow. So we usually have like our you know, pretty normal morning routine. Um, and then we try to get outside pretty much as soon as people are dressed for something, whether it's, you know, an activity from our um, you're playing skillfully curriculum, or if it's just for a, a walk down the street, or if it's, we, we have a you know, big backyard with a kind of creek down a big hill. And if we just take a little hike down that way, um, or just play in the backyard, um, we try to get outside as soon as we can. Um, we do a little snack time in the morning. Um, and then the rest of the morning is usually spent 
either either inside or outside, but in some kind of play-based you know, activity, um, depending on people's moods. Some, sometimes at that point, if, if it makes sense for the day and, and we can get the oldest one to go through like a little bit more of a structured activity from our core knowledge foundation or something, we'll add that in. But I usually reserve that stuff for when the two-year-old's napping. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we survive the morning and get to lunchtime, um, when all the stars are in alignment, the two-year-old naps, the four-year-old takes like a one-hour quiet time on her own, and the nine-month-old usually naps. And we have this blissful 20 minutes to get our lives together. And then <laughs> and then somebody wakes up. <laughs> yes. um, but usually the, the two-year-old's good for a really solid nap. So usually the, the nine-month-old and the four-year-old are awake at the same time. And, and at that point, we can usually do something a little bit more um, directed with the four-year-old, like more reading practice or like basic math skills, maybe a a little bit more of like either a messy art activity or a more science-based experiment that the two-year-old would kind of just... Usually disruptive for. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we usually reserve that for when he's napping. And then once he gets up, we usually have, we we do a lot of snack times. We usually eat again. (laughs) And 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 then we get back outside for the, for the afternoon. Um, the second snack time is usually like a snack and story time. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, de- so. we definitely do. We, we, we kind of read throughout the day um, all the time, but we definitely, that afternoon snack time, we make it um, a little bit more of an intentional. It's not quite a straight up Charlotte Mason tea time or poetry mm-hmm. time, um, but it's, it's kind of inspired from that. We, we usually make sure we do some kind of reading um, activity, not really activity, but just a book together. And then um, when I'm feeling really ambitious, I kind of tie that reading activity or reading um, experience into something activity wise in the afternoon, you know, outside, but you know, so, sometimes that's just a theoretical, but, but usually we try to make that happen. Um, and then, and then, you know, by the time that's all over, usually Justin's done with work or I'm heading off to work and it's the whole you know, dinner bedtime routine, but our, so our, so our routine kind of stays the same day to day. Just when we, when we're able to introduce those educational opportunities, um, definitely changes. If it's a day that's very, you know, art heavy, you know, a lot of those activities we can do outside or inside, but the two-year-old can partake in them, um, you know, just as easily as the four-year-old can with obviously very different outcomes, but they can still be a lot of fun and we can still go over colors and we can still go over, uh, you know, whatever the, the activity is that day with him. Um, and, and, and that's, that's kind of how we, how, how we structure things. We kind of have a general idea of what we want to accomplish day to day and week to week. Um, and we kind of get it in when we can. How, how, so do, you, how, how do you balance uh, working nights um, with like kind of the homeschooling and just like the whole routine? I know there's some parents we've, we've talked to where they have, you know, one of the parents works kind of a shifted schedule, maybe evening or late at night. How does that work with you guys? How do you manage that? So um, I usually, uh, I'm an obstetrician, so I'm I'm used to functioning on very little sleep (laughs) Um, at baseline. Um, But I I usually take, if I I know I'm working a night, I usually take a nap at some point during that day. um, And that I usually make sure that either Justin is available or the nanny is there that day for that. Um, So so we're, we're very lucky to have her. But, and then when I come home from a night shift, I usually take a brief nap in the morning and then I'm up for you know the lunchtime, rest time, afternoon activity. So I so I usually am present for for either the morning routine or the afternoon routine, and you know am am trying to get a nap in otherwise. Um, on the days that I'm working and on the days that I'm not working or nights that I'm not working, um, you know obviously it's a non-issue. But um, yeah, we kind of we're we're lucky in that we the the nanny can kind of fill in. The so times those that post call days, those uh, those times when you need to like get home and sleep. Yeah. And then you know I can I can pass off to her in the morning and, and Caroline can just come home and, and go go straight to sleep. Um, yeah, yeah. We did we did something similar to that when we, when I first became when I first left my my job to be the stay home dad. I was able to pull kind of a part time thing for almost a year, mm-hmm. and we had kind of I had to run like these global meetings in the morning. <laughs> So I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't manage a, a you know, a one-year-old at that time. So like I would, I'd have, I had like kind of some help come in in the mornings as well. And then I, then she went and I was able to take over from there, but yeah, no, I totally yeah. understand like the benefit of having a little bit of a nanny there to help offset yeah. kind of the schedules and the work schedules. It's very helpful. 
Yeah. yeah and, and I'm, I'm, you know, heading into napping when you're not, you know, I think when we're parents, we're usually tired all the time, but you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, all the, all the time, but like, like tomorrow, for example, I'm going into work at nighttime, but you know, I'll, I'll get a nap in at some point tomorrow, but it's not, it's not like I'm like hitting a wall and I like have to nap right at 8am or right at 2pm or whatever. It's kind of, I can be very flexible with it, but when I'm coming home from work, it's usually, you know, I, I mean, I help out obviously with the morning routine, we get through breakfast, we get people dressed. And, mm-hmm. but by the time the nanny gets there and I get my nine month old down for his morning nap, I'm, I'm, I've like usually hit a wall. I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So, so it is, it is nice to be able to kind of pass it off to her. Um, and, and we, we don't, I, I've, I've talked to some families who, who have a nanny or have somebody that comes in to help out that does you know, for, formally, they're, they either they give them an, a lesson for that day, or they give them the curriculum that they're doing, and, and have the nanny kind of do that. And our, our nanny is fantastic. We're extremely, we're very, very lucky to have her, and she, and she generally knows what we're doing with them. Like she, she's aware of the concepts that we're going over, you know, or and whatnot. And I think she does a really great job at integrating some of that into what she does with the kids. But we don't usually pass the curriculum stuff onto her. I don't usually say, "Here's the activity for the day. Do this." I kind of let her do her own thing with the kids. Um, and I think the kids like really like that. I think she's, she's much yeah, better. She's, she's very good at the imaginative play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of that, you know, immersive will set up a scene and, and everybody acts it out together. She's much more of that personality. And, and so, you know, she can feed off of whatever the kids are excited about that we've talked about, you know, um, and can kind of continue on with that, that basic theme. And so that can reinforce those concepts and, you know, get them to explore it in different ways. So, um, uh, so I think yeah, her um, her talents uh, kind of um, you know balance out in places that aren't necessarily ours. So well, it's great to show the model of you know having uh, an additional person come and and just even help for a part of the schooling. I think that's really interesting. So you have these you know you don't have a typical day right, depending on the work schedules and the way that everything goes and when the nanny's there. How do you think? How, how does that? what are the kind of guess pros and cons of that with the kids do you know children do like a lot of structure but then do sometimes like freedom is it is it tough for them to not know what's coming every day do they roll with the punches pretty well or you know what what have you seen because the schedule isn't the same so yeah i mean i think so i guess the same general schedule uh, is, is similar from the from the day to day it just kind of depends on who's filling what roles so, so they kind of know what to expect, you know, what's coming next and those kind of things. And, and they're, you know, very familiar with, with our, our nanny as well. And so, um, you know, I think they handle it really quite well. They do. They, they definitely have um, probably our older, our oldest daughter is um, she's all, I mean, literally since she was a baby, she's always been like a, this is my inner circle. These are my people. And if you're not my people, I'm not interested in you. Like she, she's, she's like, she's pretty, um, she was not like the happy baby smiling at people at grocery stores. You know, she was, and, and she, she was happy. She, she's a happy person, but, but she was not, you know, she, she, she knows her inner circle and, and like sticks to sticks to us and our nanny and my, like my parents, Justin's parents, she, she knows who her inner circle is and, and is, and is very much an inner circle kind of girl. Um, our, my son, my two-year-old is, is like, you know, he's the one that's waving at everybody when we're on walks and, you know, he, I mean, he's, he's very he high fives at the grocery store. On the yeah. Way yeah. Goes. He soaks it in. So, so the, their personality wise are very, very different. Um, but I, but, but they also, but he also knows his inner, I mean, he, he knows his people, he knows his inner circle. And so I, I think they feel a lot of comfort, um, you know, whether it's me or Justin or Miss Dorothy, you know, that's that's our nanny. Um, they, they kind of, they kind of know, you know, when we're around the older one, it's interesting. She'll, you know, if, when, when I'm with the nanny, like if, if I'm down there and we're there, we're down there together, you know, she'll, she'll ask to maybe she'll ask to do something and I'll say no. And she'll say, well, well, Miss Dorothy says yes. <laughs> and, and, and I have to tell, you know, well, well, when mommy's around, mommy's in charge. And when Miss Dorothy's around, Miss Dorothy's in charge, and Mommy and Miss Dorothy always work together. And you know, we can talk to, we can talk about it together. But you know, and so now she has this thing about you know, when whenever we're doing anything, I could be with Justin's mom, or you know, and she'll just kind of look at me and be like, "So who's in charge right now? Like, <laughs> like, like where? Like, like who am What's I supposed to be listening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a chart for this? I know. I know. Can I get that in a graph? You know. <laughs> 
Um, and I'm like, just rest assured that I will literally always be in charge. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she, um, so, so she, I think, I think she's kind of figuring out the whole, you know, all, all the dynamics between people. I think, I think the two-year-old um, just kind of rolls with the punches. Um, but she, she also, um, in her little four-year-old mind, she, she, she knows the schedule. Like she, she knows that rest time comes after lunchtime and that, you know, after we played outside for a little bit, snack times are coming. And, and if we, if we, if we mess up the schedule, if there's a busy day and maybe, maybe we do rest time at the car and don't really do a formal rest time or, or, you know, don't read during a snack time and she'll call you out on it. She's like, mom, wait a minute, where's the book? Like, why aren't we doing this? Or she got angry at Justin the other day. I, Cause we I missed- got scolded. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> uh, it was, it was like toward the end of the day. And I was like, no, it's, it's dinner time. She's like, I didn't have my rest time. I need my rest time every day. It, and like, and I was like, I was like, oh, oh my apologies. Well, now it's dinner time, so there's no time for rest time. So, <laughs> we'll so, make sure we schedule that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so they, they, they definitely get the flow. They definitely get the, you know, the, the power dynamics, I guess, or at least understand that, that there are some. Um, that my and the, the two year old now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what conceptually he's actually doing, but ever it just randomly throughout the day, he'll just be like, "Mom, what time is it?" I'm like, do you have somewhere to go? Like, yes. <laughs> and when, I, when you tell him he challenges, he's like, I'm, I don't think that's it. Yeah. I don't think that's the right one. But I, I but, think but it's I think, 46. You know, <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense, but we'll work on time. I, I think, <laughs> I think in, some, in some realm, he is, he is kind of like understanding that like there are certain times that certain things happen. And he, because, yeah. you know, because I'll, I, I used to just answer, well, like now it's, it's lunchtime or it's rest time or it's dinner time, but now he wants like a number to it. And you're like, you know, you don't understand what that means, but okay, I'll tell you it's five, something, you know, whatever, or five forty-five, and we'll keep going and eventually it'll sink here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so I think, you, it, I think yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, so you guys have had this like kind of first year of you. How many months has it been? But basically, the whole COVID time frame, or had last six months, I think- twelve months. The four-year-old initially um, started in a preschool, okay. uh, September of 2019, hmm. um, in-person preschool. It was two days a week for two hours, and she fought pretty much tooth and nail um, almost every day going to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and at this point, we had already decided that we were planning on homeschooling for elementary school. Um, it was just that with with the, at that point, one-year-old at home, and hmm. my work schedule was very different then I was in a private practice and I was, um, you know, five to seven days a week, every other night. On call. It was, of, it was yeah. not so, so, you know, it, it was, we were trying to, to get her into somewhere for some kind of educational opportunity. Cause we weren't really in a place to do anything formally at home yet. Okay. So she, she was there. Um, and then when COVID ha- you know, hit, um, obviously they, they, they stopped and, uh, we did, we did, you know, did kind of very, very, very informally, no curriculums, no nothing, very informally kind of like tried to keep the momentum going for the rest of the year. And then July of 2020. So it's been almost, I mean, like literally now to, to the, to the day, almost um, a year that we've been a little bit more, into, much more intentional, I should say, yeah, with, much more with, intentional with a curriculum, with a, with a flow, with a, with, with kind of getting, mm-hmm. getting um, the formality of, of homeschool. And, you know, and, and the older one now has a concept of like, oh, this, oh, we're doing preschool, but we're doing it at home. This is a homeschool. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah that's right. And, but I think, you know, even before that, you know, just as far as our, our lifestyle goes and, um, you know, having education be an intentional part of it, um, you know, everything we do, we kind of include the kids in it, you know, if, you know, we're talking about what we're doing, you know, kind of, the you know, narrate your life, what you're doing and, and just to, you know, express those things to them. And then, you know, if I'm, if I'm building something or working on something, fixing something around the house, um, you know, um, my daughter or my son's always kind of included in that too. And so, uh, and, and they really, really enjoy building things and helping with those kind of things. So, um, you know, even without the, the formal curriculum on, on the more academic subjects, you know, uh, we try to a- include the, an educational piece to kind of everything that we're doing. So how has your expectation around homeschooling, you know, you, you talked about it earlier about, you know, two and a half years, you thought about it, you wanted to do it. And now all of a sudden you're, 
you're doing it, you know, what has changed over the last year? You're, do you appreciate homeschooling more? Do you see it as more of a challenge than you thought it was, or has it gotten easy over time? You know, what has been your expectation over this last year? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's actually probably um, gotten a, a little bit um, easier just because, you know, we've gotten to try some things out, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, I think the flexibility provides us uh, a lot of advantages that, that we were um, looking for and that kind of drove us to homeschooling in the first place. Um, obviously, the last year had additional complications, um, uh, you know, throughout the pandemic, just finding, uh, finding new ways to, to, to get out of the house and, and try new things um, uh, was, was difficult. I think, you know, we, we did a lot of outings prior to the pandemic. Uh, and obviously a lot of those were cut off. And so we said, Hey, you know, how are we going to make it through the winter time? Uh, you know, we can't be going outside every day if it's, if it's freezing out. Um, and then we realized that tons of people go outside all the time when it's freezing out, like <laughs> I have people living in freezing environments, we could just put on more clothes. And so, you know, <laughs> so we just had a giant pile of clothes throughout the winter time and, and we still went outside a lot and explored and, you know, um, they, and, think we will kind of continue to do that um uh, year round and and really you know maybe that's actually kind of strengthened us in certain ways you know and also just to to get to the realization that we don't necessarily have to have like a like a curated environment for for them you know they can they can get out and explore and and learn a lot you know just in the in the ever-changing environment of our backyard Mm -hmm. um and so um so I think that that's all kind of helped. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest thing that I've learned in this last year, I, I think when I, when I first started, I had this vision and I didn't like the vision. <laughs> I had this vision of preschool at home with like a little mat on the floor with a circle and, you know, the children would all come and gather around me and we would start with a ding, ding, ding. And we would have a morning <laughs> song. And, yeah, we would have a and we'd have a morning song. We'd talk about Monday and sing eight songs about Monday. And then we would, you know, <laughs> hop like a bunny. And, and I was like, I was like, God, can I be that person? Like, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. I don't know that I want to be that person, but like, if you're homeschooling, maybe I could be that person. How puppy and, can I be all the time? Right, right. right. Do, do, and I, like, do I need to be that person? I remember Matt. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I have the kindergartner teacher gene. I don't. Is there exactly. Gene? Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I, I have don't, that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I can, I can fake it pretty good. I mean, you know, I can, I can, I can lean into that for a minute, but not seven days a week, not, you know, hours a day, not anything. And I think, you know, that's what I was nervous about. And when I started, so in July of 2020, when we really formally started is right when my schedule started loosening up and kind of transitioning into this role that I'm in right now, um, which didn't happen until after maternity leave um, in like November. Um, But I started off like one day a week and that was my goal. I was like, okay, I've got the kids, both of them, by myself for, for one full day a week. And I'm going to, I'm going to start practicing being a homeschool preschool mom. Like that's, that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I made a whole schedule. It was color coded you know, it was, you know, it was everything I needed it to be. And, and the, the more days that I did like that, the more I was like, wow, like they, they actually are super receptive to certain activities, really not receptive to other activities. And, and mostly our, our days just kind of flow. And, and I can, you know, we, we can, we can work activities into our flow and, and have it not be like sit down circle time. Here's our school time. Like school can, you know, maybe, maybe we won't do any quote unquote formal schooling as formal as it gets for preschool. Maybe we won't do anything at all formal until 3 PM after snack time, or maybe, maybe in the morning time when they seem like they're, you know, we do one activity and they're still kind of looking for something else to do. Maybe I toss in the afternoon activity then. And, and that type of flexibility and that um, kind of, being okay with the spontaneity of it was something that's very not, you know, that's, that's kind of against my grain. I'm, I'm a very type A kind of have a color coded spreadsheet girl. And, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I, I really enjoyed that, that flexibility, that freedom. And, and I think that that's been the biggest surprise for me was that you, you can have a goal for the day and it might not happen that day. And that's just, it's, it's okay. Cause it's, it's going to happen. And there's days that you know, there's been, there's been whole weeks where we've been done like not anything on the list, you know, maybe we, mm-hmm. we have, we have our, you know, list of things we want to get done for the week and, you know, we get through maybe 10 or 20% of it, but then one Saturday morning, the kids hop up on the kitchen Island and they're like, mom, can I do an activity? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. And, 
we knock through a whole week's worth of stuff in, you know, while we're making eggs and it's, you know, like, okay, I guess, I guess, I guess we did it, you know? And I think that that flexibility was very surprising to me. And um, probably one of my favorite things that I've enjoyed about homeschooling is that it really can be that flexible. So with what you did this year, um, and obviously it was isolation schooling, so it was a little bit, uh, you know, atypical for, for homeschooling, but how has that informed what you're going to do going forward? You know, your, your kids are preschool and, and younger now, uh, next year, your, your oldest is going to be kindergarten age. And so how, how are you going to move forward? Are you going to keep going in the same vein or are you going to seek out a co-op for your oldest or parent partnership or, you know, what are, what are you thinking the future is going to hold based on, you know, where you were this year? Um, I think we've, we've, we've toyed with the idea of, of some co-ops and there's a couple, it seems like at least there's a couple of, of, you know, well-established co-ops close to us. Um, and we've toyed with those ideas. We haven't, we haven't, you know, formally made any declarations or joined anything yet. But I, but I think that, you know, now, now that you know, things are opening up and people are, you know, more open to you know, in-person meetups and get togethers and socialization. Um, I, I, I think that our plan is at least, at least for the next year is to, you know, do maybe a little bit, a little bit more of the formal stuff with the older, the older one um, kind of redo a lot of the stuff we did with her with, with the two-year-old who's you know almost three um, and, and kind of see how he responds to it. We've already started a little bit of it and he's been been doing pretty well and been pretty receptive. Um, he's a very easygoing kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, th- I think we're going to kind of stick, stick with what we've been doing and what we know um, while, while remaining kind of open to, to new opportunities. Um, we've already started doing a couple like meetups and get togethers and field trips with some other families, um, over the last maybe two months or so. Um, and it's, it's been really great. It's been great to meet the parents. It's been great to see the kids interact with other kids, um, you know, while, while having a new experience. And I, and I'm, I'm hopeful that those opportunities will be much more frequent, um, and, and much more readily available and, and whatnot over, over the next year. Um, and and we'll see. I mean, I think I think the idea. Of, I, I love the idea of doing a co-op. Um, I think that for us, the biggest hangup is our is our um, is our schedules. And you know, one day it would be somebody picking up and dropping off, and the next day it would be somebody else picking up and dropping off. And you know, or or maybe we would all go. And I, I don't know. I think I think it's a little overwhelming trying to figure out the scheduling of it all. But um, I think kind of baby steps. I think starting off with like some field trips and meetups and friend groups and whatnot is probably what this next calendar year will hold and, and maybe something different uh, moving forward. Um, but I think that our, our goal is to, you know, continue homeschooling until homeschooling, you know, doesn't, doesn't work for us or doesn't work for one of the for kids. Kid, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I could, I could see us doing this, you know, as for as, for as long as it makes sense for everybody. Yep. Yeah. That's one of the things we, we like to do with these, these interviews is to see the, you know, the whole breadth of options out there. A lot of people have different, different environments and you guys have a challenging timing environment. We've had, we've seen a lot of people with, you know, a large amount of kids and they have one parent at home and seeing how they juggle those kids is is a challenge. And then you guys have more of this time component. I think it's, it's really interesting to listen to how you, you solve those, you know, nuanced problems that like everybody has. We have our own nuanced problems. I have a two-year-old who wants to destroy and get involved in everything. So I totally understand the challenges <laughs> there. Um, and being home and, and being a stay at home dad doing the homeschooling is, is very, there's a lot of friction out in the world with like, going to dance class and gymnastics, I'm kind of invading other people's spaces. And I'm a very large person. So it's kind of scary. <laughs> when I come walking in. Um, but it, it softens up because I got two girls in pink dresses. I think they, it's kind of, like, <laughs> yeah, I have my insecurities. out front. I think it's interesting because everybody has their own experience. And, yeah. you know, for people out there who are listening, and maybe thinking that, you know, we have to go the normal school route, you know, we did homeschool now during COVID, but you know, gosh, we have these crazy schedules. In some ways, it sounds like, homeschooling is more accommodating to the fact that you have schedule challenges than a public or private school environment would be because you would have, you know, the drop-offs and pickups and Mm -hmm. the homeworks due on this deadline. And you don't know who's going to be, who's going to be there when. So it sounds like the day-to-day flexibility of homeschool really is well-suited to your family. 
Yeah, it's it really has been. It's it's um I I think that the last year with when the older one was in in a preschool, you know, it's, it's especially at that age, you know, it was two and a half hours. And I and I know that there are full day programs also um, that we, you know, if, if we needed to could have looked into, but you know, it was it was it was always it always was right around the time that the then one year old needed to nap. And so then somebody then we'd have to have the the juggle of like, okay, well, who's going to be at the house for the kid who's napping and who's going to tell her, do we delay his nap and then have him turn into a nut job? And then he naps mm-hmm. while she's at school, but then he's still sleeping when she needs to be picked up from school. So then do you wake him up or do you like, you know, and it was, it was, it was always, it always happened that way. And I was never around for it because I was at work and didn't, and, and was just blissfully unaware usually while, mm-hmm. while my husband and nanny kind of did that mental juggle. But yeah, it was, you know, it was, um, it, it, it was, it was always, it was always a little, a little bit of a scheduling fiasco. Um, and the, and, and that juggle was, was, it was tough. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have, you know, I have friends who have their kids in preschool and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, a lot of my friends are in the medical field or other physicians and, um, t- you know, typically my, my, my schedule is a little bit atypical right now, but, you know, especially for some of the other OBGYNs that I work with, you know, you're heading into the hospital, you know, at 6.30 in the morning, and maybe you're not getting off until 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. And there, there's no preschool that takes your kid in at 6 a.m. and then pick yeah. them up at 6.30. And so, so then you're either leaving the, the burden of pickups and drop-ups solely on your partner, who presumably also has a job and other obligations, and God forbid somebody gets sick for the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, 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 it was always, you know, we, um, we had the oldest one when I was in residency and had zero flexibility in my, in my, you know, scheduling and time off and, and times that I had to be in and out. And it, it always just made sense for us to have a nanny because, you know, it was, it was always, you know, I was never, never exactly sure when I'd be home or never exactly sure when mm-hmm. I would need to go in. And mm-hmm. if, if we were constrained to a pickup and a drop-off time, that would have been very inconvenient for us. Well, the nature the of nice your things. job is like, you know, somebody could have a baby at any time and need you. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it's yeah. Like, that that is all. There's no way to predict when you'd be needed. That must be just so. No way. Yeah. No. It was. It was. It was tough. Thankfully, now now I'm much more of in the in a shift work. But previously, it, it was. And I when I would be on call, you know, we would, you know, a couple times we'd be like, yeah, no, we can we can go to the zoo. It'll be fine. And then you know we'd get there, and I'd be like, oh, Justin, I got to take an Uber to the hospital. Good luck with the two kids in the zoo. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you do well. <laughs> And yep. and that was not my I didn't like doing that, but no, I mean, so it's, flexibility. I think you know one of the really nice things is yeah, it just just gives us more time to to all be together, you know, mm-hmm. um, as, as a family, and um, you know, really really enjoy that time. So yeah, I was going to key in on that point though to talk about a flexibility. Have you seen you know Justin and Caroline in, in both of your guys' fields? Have you seen your peers? Um, become more interested, maybe mainly due to COVID, that they are spending potentially more time with their children and not being in, you know, the horror of the daycare of six to six or something like that. Um, have you guys seen people, you know, open up to being more receptive to homeschooling as an option, out, even outside of public schools or charter schools or any other alternative that might be out there as homeschooling? Have you seen that in your in your professions? Um, I think most of my colleagues are their their kids are like late middle school, early high school. And I okay. think my, I, I, have, I have some family members with some younger children, but, but for, at least for my colleagues, I feel like the, the idea of homeschooling altogether was, was like just absolutely terrifying. Like there's no way, and, you know, and, and it was, it was met with such, such crazy resistance and whatnot. And I think it's because it was, it was not homeschooling. It was distance learning at home, you know, at home. And Mm -hmm. which obviously looks very different and doesn't afford the same, you know, you've got, you know, I mean, the things that everybody was complaining about, um, you know, the the trouble with logging in, the trouble with internet connection, the trouble with, Mm. you know, zoom classes and meetings and what time do you have to log in and, and, and not even just the schedule, but like when you're actually doing it, like this isn't engaging, like I'm not interested. Um, yeah. I'm just going to turn my video off and fall asleep. Right. You know. So I think, I think, you know, for, for the parents who, you know, had, had been in public or private school, you know, typical a schooling situation for 10 plus years, all of a sudden to be thrown into that. Um, I, I don't, I think, I think they were all uh, just so overwhelmed with it. And 
I think that there were there was probably a very small, I mean, or maybe a medium-sized subset, but or you know, of people who maybe were homeschool curious already. And then this kind of launched them into the opportunity of homeschooling, which it was, you know, they were already kind of receptive to that idea. But I think for the general population who probably wasn't anti-homeschooling, but obviously had enrolled their children in a typical school setting with the intention of that being the way they were schooled and then being thrown into the pandemic schooling, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't envy that. And I, I think that they, it was very, very overwhelming um, for them. Um, and okay. I, and a lot, a lot of, I mean, I, I mean, the comments from a lot of the, the physicians, nurses that I was working with was just that it was, you know, I can't, I can't imagine how people would homeschool. My kids are at home all day. They're eating all the food. They're, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're you know, they're complaining. There's laundry everywhere, you know, and, and I, and I, th- I think it probably was a, a huge culture shock for people. Um, but it's, but it wasn't homeschooling, you know, and yeah. I, and I think that that was the, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if, if this, did homeschooling a service or did homeschooling a disservice because because people kept calling the distance learning homeschooling for so long and you're like that's not what homeschoolers do yeah, from, yeah. from all the from all the survey data and everything you know it, it looks like it actually has done like a service just a, for for an un you know unfamiliar general population uh, there has been you know some more familiarity toward the possibility um and and just you know because parents were forced to, um, you know, just be more intentional and mindful about it, you know, saying, you know, there are other options out there. People are doing other things, you know, uh, what are the possibilities there? Um, just just to raise those questions and have people have that on their minds, I think has been a bit of a service. Um, and from my, um, my side, I, uh, I've talked to a lot of new homeschoolers uh, who um, do plan to continue to do this um, after, um, uh, you know, following into the next year and everything, um, who, who got into it because of COVID. Um, and so there's there's definitely, you know, not an insignificant uh, number of people who are, are just starting to look into homeschooling um, or were thrust into it and said, hey, you know, I've been considering this for a long time for A, B, and C reasons. Um, and, you know, now that we tried it out, you know, this is much better for, for one of my kids, um, or, um, you know, we, we, we consider the possibilities and, you know, are, are really happy and, and didn't think it was going to work out and, and it is working out. Um, and so, so there are, you know, definitely a good number of families that, that are, that are in that boat and will continue to do it next year. So, um, that's a good, yeah, a mixed bag overall. Though, so. Yeah. So, so with these new parents and, and, as you're saying, and we, we've seen the same thing. We've seen a lot of people, you know, awaken to the fact that they have these type of choices available and they want to communicate with other people. They want to find resources. Tell me a little bit about my school and what that does. Sure. So um, you know, my school is a, an in-person social network for homeschoolers. So what we're, what we aim to do is to, um, you know, bring people um, onto the platform and if you sign up, you create a profile, uh, and you know you can then search for other homeschoolers in your in your area, um, and you can reach out directly, or you can you know use the site to um, schedule a meetup and, and send it out to people, or um, you know schedule a field trip and say you know anybody who wants to come, there's there's ten slots, you can you know book them right through the website, and um, and then you know kind of organize those events. So. Um, so it's, it's kind of an attempt to, um, you know, bring together all the different, uh, people in an area and all the different resources, uh, uh, you know, whether those are physical resources or whether it's, you know, the knowledge of the people around you, um, and say, you know, what additional, um, sources of education can we find right in my community? Um, and by bringing all those people, you know, onto the same platform, um, you can access a much more diverse set of resources um, and and a much more diverse knowledge base. So, um, you know, long term, I'd like to have it so that you know, we have, we have enough resources on there that you can come and say, you know, I I want to learn, you know, about uh, about you know uh, archery, and you search that, and then all the local places and individuals that uh, that that can help you learn about that are there. Or you say, you know, 
I want to host a, you know, a, a Roblox meetup. Um, my, my kid's really into this and I want to see if there's anybody else in this area. Um, and so we just throw it out there, uh, schedule the event through my school and send a link out to your Facebook groups or friends, things like that. And then, um, you know, you can have people book right through the site and say, okay, there's, there's 20 people coming and um, great. And then hopefully you can find more people that have similar interests to either you or to your children. And so people can create an account and actually, you know, put pins in places where there are events and stuff, or can businesses, you know, get on there and say, Hey, I, I do horse riding in the summer. Anybody wants to, you know, if you love spirit, come on over and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. horses or something, are they able to kind of do that? Do you, are businesses doing it or are you asking uh, users? Yeah. So, so we, we have both, uh, there's, there's individual profiles and, and you as an individual can, um, you know, both make suggestions on cool places to go. Just go onto the homeschool map and suggest a spot and say, hey, you know, this is a park that we really love. You know, um, I thought we would drop it on here. You can leave a, you know, a rate and review, uh, those kind of places. And then, you know, businesses can also come on our, our co-ops, you know, and say, hey, this is where we are. Um, this is the, this is the, are the services we offer. Um, and then, um, they can schedule events as well. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of camps um, uh, or, or classes or things like that, um, that, you know, either parents are running independently or that organizations are running. Um, and so all of them can bring this to the same platform and, and you can just, you know, use the tools to search and filter for, for exactly what you're looking for. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can bring on enough of those resources uh, in enough, you know, uh, geographic locations that, that we can provide those, those resources for, you know, as many people as possible. Yeah. I like, and I think what's, what's unique about it and what's, what's, I think it's going to, is, is the most helpful thing about it is that it's all map based. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like you said, you, you can be a business or an organization, or you can be a person that's recommending something else, but you can also just, uh, you know, once you create a profile, you drop your pin on the map in, you know, in a rough location about where you are, you don't have to give away your address or anything, but you, you drop a pin on a map and you can pull the map and say, oh, here, here's a 20 other homeschool families close by to me. So instead of, you know, I'm on several different Facebook homeschooling groups, you know, I'm on, I'm on like a you know, just general one, I'm on one for my state, I'm on one for my county, I'm on one for the city that's close by to me. And it's, it's multiple times a day that somebody's saying, hey, I just moved here, just looking for some friends for my eight-year-old child. And, you know, anybody want to do a meetup? And, you know, they get 60 responses you know, 20 of which are just people who are saying hi, 30 or responses saying like, hey, we can meet up. And then, you know, they have this little side conversation about where they're located and they find out they're located two hours away from each other. That might not make sense. You know, and it's, it's like a full-time job trying to figure out, you know, how to find people. Um, yeah. But if you just go to a map and you're like, okay, well, here, here are the people that are closest to me. It looks like this person has, you know, you don't have to put details about your children, but you can put their ages there. You can say, oh, this person has kids that are similarly aged. Let me send them a message. Um, and it can be just be a little bit more intentional and a little more filtered down instead of doing like the listserv emails and the Facebook groups and the, you know, everything just seems very disjointed. And I, I think that's, um, it's, it's, I think I, I found it at least very intimidating when I first got on those, those into those groups just feeling like, you know, there was, there was a lot, there's a lot of noise. And, you know, yeah. if, if all you're looking for is like a local family to meet up with at a park one day, um, it's, you know, kind of hard to see that through all the discussion about curriculum and about, you know, this homeschool review and, and, you know, new, yeah, new laws coming through and, you know, it's, all, it's hugely time consuming. Yeah. I think, you know, whereas it, it is Facebook's goal to get you to, you know, stand there for as long as possible. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of my school's goal to get you the information you're looking for and get you off into the real world as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I think just, just the, the layout the structure and the, and the way that the information is presented um, is, is with the intention of saying, you know, this, these are the places you can learn around you now go out there and do it. So what's your, what's your vision for the site? Of course, we, 
you got to sign up and everyone needs to go out and create profiles. I've already done one. We're on the map. Um, Awesome. That's great. (laughs) Yep. So everybody, you know, is listening to this, go out and get profiles and, and get set up. But what, where do you, where do you want to see this go ultimately? Like what's the, what's the big vision for, for what you want my school to be? Yeah, I think, um, you know, long-term I want to bring on, you know, as, as many, um, you know, people and uh, learning opportunities as possible uh, and just, just bring them all to the, uh, to the same platform. Um, just because I think there's, there's so many, you know, untapped resources, uh, you know, both, like I mentioned, you know, physical resources, uh, whether those are facilities that you might have uh, that other people, you know, uh, don't, uh, or whether it's, you know, knowledge about um, whatever your, uh, whether it's your career or just a hobby, you know, um, that you don't even know exists right in your area. So, um, for example, you know, my wife, she's an obstetrician, but also a hobbyist beekeeper. And, you know, those are like, uh, a lot of people were recently asking on the Facebook groups, you know, hey, is there anywhere we can go to learn about bees? And, you know, some of those people were a couple miles away, you know, so those are the experiences You're like, oh, sure, you know, we'll just host you at our house. You know, we raise bees in the backyard. Um, you can come on over and, and, you know, you know, check this out firsthand and, and happy to talk about it. I think, you know, people talk about the most, um, you know, some of the most uh, influential teachers that they've had in their, in their lifetime were the people who were just, you know, very enthusiastic uh, about what they were, what they were learning about. And I think, you know, hobbyists, I think have, uh, have that, um, that, that personality and that, you know, excitement around uh, whatever topic it might be. And so if, if we can just uh, find ways to, to connect people um, with the intention of, you know, learning something new, I think that's, uh, that's kind of the ultimate goal of my school to say, you know, though, you know, that museum down the street, that, that park, these people around me, these are all part of my school. These are all the places that I learn. I think it's really interesting. It's a really interesting concept. It's, we found it very tough having kids to, we feel like all the activities and opportunities for our children are super word of mouth based. They are like, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't know that, you know, preschool signups happened in the spring before. Right. We didn't know that our town had a lacrosse team until the boy next door started playing lacrosse. We went, there's lacrosse here. We didn't know that. Right. It's there's, there doesn't seem to be a good central repository for no. Uh, you know, both learning opportunities and activity, you know, enrichment opportunities for our kids that you could find anywhere, whether you're a homeschooler or not, <laughs> there, yeah. there doesn't seem to be any platform really that, that can just give me what I want just for, just for family stuff. And just for kids, yeah. I feel like it's just, it's all, Oh, did you hear about that cool uh, class? Oh yeah. There's a kid's ballet school and it's over there and they do this special homeschool class. And didn't you know about that? Like, how would I, how would I, right. why would I know yeah. about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah so. we were, we were recently adding, um, you know, we, 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 we some, some organizations add their own classes and whatnot, but, you know, we've been adding some classes and camps to the site as well. And I was going through one of the local parks that we go to, like all the time has like, like these incredible summer opportunities that, you know, they've got, they've got, you know, these bug walks and, you know, for for kids, and bug walks, they've got, um, like, like they've got a little area where they have chickens and geese and they have like a little talk about that and they have you know, all, all kinds of stuff that they're doing there they have a little community garden you can go like do like a little weeding experience with them or you can go harvest stuff during different times um they have all these really cool experiences and we literally go to that park i mean i mean probably you know three times a month, month. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we're there all the time and I, and I was going through and i was like oh my god i had no idea that they were hosting this and it's just because there's, you know, unless you are very intentional about it and go to each one of these, I mean, we're surrounded probably by 10 nature centers within a 15 mile radius. Unless you go to each one of their individual sites and you go to each one of their individual event pages and you search through all of them and you look through all the ages and you figure out which ones you can go to, you know, and then you have to bring a check, you know, and, and it's, it's this, it's, it's so disjointed. And I think that the, 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 the vision, you know, like, like Justin said, is to, is to get rid of that, 
that how disjointed it all is and say, okay, you know, I, I'm, look, I'm looking for an opportunity for my kids. Here are their ages. Here are our interests, you know, or, 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 maybe, or maybe you have older kids. Maybe you've got kids in high school and you're doing a um, astronomy lesson and you want to know if there's any hobbyist astronomers around or if you, you want to know if there's any, you know, space museums around or, you know, you, and you can just type it in and filter by that. Or like you'd mentioned earlier, Matt, you know, if, if your you know, kid is expressing interest in horseback riding and you want to yeah. do like a, you know, a, a slow roll into that and you know, start with a grooming lesson or something, you know, you can, you mm-hmm. can look around and say, you know, in, instead of posting on Facebook and saying, Hey, does anybody do horseback riding? And, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and then you get, again, you get 25 responses some people are just responding to say, hey, I'm interested in this too. And then some people are responding and they're three hours away. And then other people are responding mm-hmm. and saying they have a friend and giving you all kinds of information that they never answer your message. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's so disjointed. And I think that, you know, home- homeschooling is, a, is it's wonderful. And we've enjoyed this last year a lot, but it's also a lot of work. And um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, a, and it's a lot of work from a social standpoint too. I mean, people, you know, yep. there's the running joke about socialization for homeschoolers, um, and how will they ever socialize? And they socialize because the parents create these really great, incredible social opportunities for their children, um, and have the opportunity to opt in and opt out of different social opportunities based on their value system, based on what their children's wants and needs are. Mm-hmm. But creating those opportunities is, is a lot of work. Yeah. And, I and think you that, can and you can find you know general ones, but you know if if you want to have it, you know, um, have any specificity to it, um, you know, just finding one in your area that has any of the specific things you're looking for, you know, takes even more time to look for. Right. Um, and so yeah, just kind of bringing down the amount of work that uh, that's involved in, in finding opportunities is is you know one of our primary goals. That's fantastic. We'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes below and then also on the YouTube feed as well. And we'll, we'll make a blog post and give everybody links. Oh, is that spo- that's, well, this is coming out after we announced the website. Yes, we're yeah. also putting out our own website. <laughs> yeah, so, nice, that's nice. hard yeah, at work. At, I've been hard at work on that. So oh, I, that's very yeah, exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. just it's just we, we have this, you know, the rando website with the, with the podcast feed and we wanted to just it's not random it's it's with the podcast hosting, <laughs> it's the service. hosting service I know. but it's, it's yeah. just um doesn't allow us to do more fun and yeah, we'll, interesting we'll put it out things, as a blog post so. as well so make sure it's there yeah it, we will just 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 to wrap up you know do you guys have short words of wisdom to any uh, young parents you're you're going through the preschool first year homeschooling there's you know potentially some someone listening who's about to do that you know what type of words of wisdom can you you know give to them yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the most comforting things that, that I found was that, um, you know, originally the, the concept of, uh, you know, how to teach a subject um, in my mind was, you know, still very much like the lecture based, you know, I, I need to have that information and I need to pass that information to you. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's very much not, and it doesn't have to be that, um, that it can be an experience where, you know, you can learn alongside your kids. Um, and, you know, saying, I don't know your kids, I find it to be a very um, empowering experience for them too. to say, I don't know, but let's figure this out together. Um, and, uh, and that takes a lot of the, you know, the pressure off from saying, you know, how am I going to teach all of our kids, all this stuff, you know, I, I don't know it myself to, Hey, this is kind of exciting. I can learn a lot of new things about a lot of new things as well, um, and and so it can be, you know, uh, a really rewarding experience, um, you know, personally as well as uh, as for your kids. So. Yeah, and I think for, um, I, like like I mentioned earlier, the, the 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 flexibility of it, I think, is um, is one of the things I love the most about it. But it's also one of the saving graces of it too, because you know, you may find that you started down a path with a certain curriculum or a certain idea, or you have this idea for this really cool art project that's going to tie into this unit of study that you were doing and, you know, whatever, and, and it might just all not work out. And that's, and it's, and it's okay. Um, but, but being flexible, I think is, is really key. Um, you know, we started off with a curriculum with a four-year-old 
we started off with a reading curriculum for the our oldest that she was completely re- resistant to. Like, I mean, I, I would I would literally bring the book off the, the bookshelf and she would be like, oh, mom. And, and, and after like seven or eight lessons with it, I, I was like, forget this. Like, she, like, she's not enjoying it. This is a girl who loves sitting down and reading. She loves everything about stories. And she's dreading anytime I bring down this book, I, we, we got to change things up and, and maintaining that flexibility and, and making sure that whatever you're doing with your family has to work for you. And it also has to work for your kids. And if that changes, you know, whether it's three months into it, six months into it, that's okay. Um, but I, I think having, you know, allowing yourself that, um, you know, space for that flexibility is really important um, and probably also very helpful. Great. That, that's a great way yeah, to wrap flex, it up. Flexibility is perfect. I, I agree. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining yeah, us. This was, today. Wonderful. was wonderful. Yeah, great. It was really great talking with you guys. We'll double date again soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> Thank and, you and, both. Uh, yeah, the, the random connections, uh, you know, um, and shared backgrounds are, are, are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!